Let's pray together. My heart, O oh God, is steadfast. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and make music. Awake, my soul. Awake, harp and lyre. I will wake the dawn. I will praise you, Lord, among the nations. I will sing of you among the peoples. For great is your love reaching to the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the skies. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. Father, glory to your name. Glory to your name. Even if we're the only ones here lifting up our hands and worshiping you, even if I'm the only one here in the midst of the storm, God, glory to your name. Through the good times and through the worst of times and through the mediocre times, blessed be your name. Glory to your name, O God. For God, we are not here to put on a performance, to be here just to be shown for an image sake, to go through the motions, O God. But we are here, Father, because God, we want to do one thing and one thing alone, and that's to seek your face and to make you known to the ends of the earth. Father, start with me, O Lord. You are looking for true worshipers, true seekers of the truth of who you are. Father, here I am, O Lord. I know that, God, I lack so much. I know that, God, as a church, God, there's so much that, God, that we fall short, Lord. But, Lord, God, we desire one thing, and that's to glorify your name, O God. We thank you for the faithfulness in 2019. We thank you for the work that you will be doing continually through us and in us and within us, O God, that you'll use us as your vessels and as ambassadors for the year 2020, O Lord. Even when no one is here, O God, I will lift up my hands and worship. Help me, help me not to get lost in my emotions or my feelings or in my discouragement, O oh God, but help me to be strong, to be steadfast in you, O oh God, to remember the vision of 2020, to be steadfast before you, O oh God. It's easy to talk. It's easy to say the right things when it matters, when we're in the right place. But look, when it comes down to it, when we're in the desert, oh God, when things and waves, when the walls are crashing in, when the walls are closing in, and when the waves are crashing in, pray God within that moment in that moment where it matters the most that we seek you and lift up our hands and worship father test us put us through the fire oh God refine us oh Lord as refiners fire let our work be shown for what it is Lord let our foundation be strong in you let our foundation be built upon the rock the rock of Christ Father, even if that means, God, you need to destroy our pride, if you need to destroy all of our old ways, our old habits, what we were used to growing up. I pray, oh God, that we will seek you and make you known, Father. I want to thank you for the service. I want to thank you for this time to worship you and the space to come and worship you. Father, we lift up our hands. God, we lift up and we give our hearts to you, God, as an offering with obedience and with sacrifice. We, we, we give it to you, O Lord. Take it, Lord. Take it, Father. Teach us your ways that we may walk in your truth, O God. We need you right now. Speak to us. Open up our ears and our hearts. Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, oh God, for you see everything within me right now. You don't look at the outside, how I look, but you look within, oh Lord. I pray, God, that it will be right before you. 
that the words I speak will come from you, O oh God, that you use me right now as your instrument to speak the truth. I pray for the members. I pray for the listeners. I pray, Lord God, that their hearts will be sensitive to hear like a sponge to soak up your word here today. For the message that you have for us is a message that you have given in this season. We just want to thank you, God, for who you are and for your amazing grace. Thank you, Lord. We are steadfast, O oh Lord. We are steadfast in you. My heart, O oh God, is steadfast. My heart is steadfast, and I will sing and worship you, O oh God. Praise you today. We thank you. Give all glory to you. Pray all these things in your precious Son, Jesus Christ, in my prayer. Father, I just pray, Holy Spirit, once again, that God, you speak through me. Father, I pray, God, that as we hear the last message of 2019, I pray, Lord, that we would honor you today. Holy Spirit, take control. For Holy Spirit, you're here with us. You don't look at the number. You don't look at anything that the world looks at, Father, but you look at the heart, O oh God. I pray, Holy Spirit, you will see within our heart, O oh Lord, a passion and a desire and a hunger and thirst to seek your face. Holy Spirit, speak through me right now. We honor you. We love you. Holy Spirit, speak through me, Lord. I need you. I need your strength. I need your guidance. I need your wisdom, O oh God. Speak to us, O oh Lord. Speak to us. Now, I really don't share a lot of my testimony. I don't share my testimony much. But in reflection of 2019, I felt led to share a little bit of our journey to how we got to where we are today. Let's go back to January 12th, the day I got married to my wife, and we wanted to be budget friendly. And it was January, keep in mind it's freezing, January is freezing. So we wanted to go to Canada for our honeymoon, to see the Niagara Falls, Toronto, just to do a safe budget friendly trip. And as I was driving, the roads were really bad. It was snowing really bad, the snow started falling, and this isn't just a little bit of snow, a lot of snow, it was piling up to the feet. It was, it was just getting deep and deep. And then there were two lanes on the way to New York, past New York to go to, to go to Canada. On the left lane, it had all the cars. All the cars were on the left lane. And they were going relatively fast for the weather. And they were going because they were going faster because they were all following each other, meaning it was a little bit safer because you know, when you drive, when you're in the snow, you usually follow the path. The car in front of you, they make the mark, and you follow the line or the road. So if you're not really careful, if a car drifts left and the roads go this way, you're like, oh, I'm just following the path, then you'll crash as well. But you have to stay focused, and you have to be, be safe, especially when it's snowing. So left lane, the cars are going relatively fast, but for some reason, I don't know why, but I was on the right lane, and literally, there were no cars in front and behind me. And it was dangerous in a sense because, again, there was no path for me to see. I was just going off with my lights and I was just going off just, you know, my amazing driving skills, right? So I was just driving. There were no tracks of wheels for me to follow. And what made me stay there on that, on that road, I am not sure. The smart decision would have been for me to turn on my signal left and go on the lane, merge left, and follow all the cars that was going on my left side. However, I stayed on my right lane, and in that moment as I was driving, I had a moment of realization. Kind of like the movie in Jerry Maguire, 
uh, in that scene, it says, the things that we think that we don't say is that scene where he has a moment of breakthrough, right? It's like 3 a.m. in the movie, Tom Cruise, he's writing, 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 and all these thoughts, this, these realization, breakthrough, the moment was coming, and at that moment, I was just having that moment as I was driving on the road. And at that moment, I, did, I, I didn't know what or how that God was going to do this, but I knew in my heart that God was calling us to a different path, not in the same path as everyone was going, but in a path that was going to be a little bit different. That was gonna be, there weren't, there weren't gonna be any maps, there weren't going to be any GPS for me to follow, but for me, it was just to follow God no matter what. And at that moment, as I was having that moment, as I was driving, I knew in my heart that God would be leading us to a path where it would not be the most comfortable. And I knew in my heart there was gonna be a path of loneliness, a path of challenges, and that God was calling us to a different path, a path filled with many difficult things that many have not gone. A road that many will see as different. And in that moment, I realized that God, that this is it. If I'm gonna have one life, I'm gonna follow you and I will follow you for the rest of my life. Years pass, reflecting back, I'm thinking, you know, God is truly amazing. You know, God, just the way he touches you in that moment and as you reflect and you start about, you start thinking about all these things and all these events that happen and people that in your life that come and they go and all the different challenges that come that God takes away, the pride that you used to have and the brokenness, that, the, the heart of brokenness that God caused us to do, to have before him. It's just amazing just the way how God works. You know, he prunes you, he gets you ready for the season. And I truly believe everything that happened in the years prior to this year was everything in preparation for where God is leading us as a church and how God is leading me, leading us as a church, as a whole, and for you as individuals. And I want to begin with this. As we end the year 2019, I want to I begin with this. I want us to be faithful in the desert. Turn to your neighbor and say the desert. It is necessary for your faith for you to be in the desert. You cannot claim to be a soldier without going through boot camp, without going through basic training. You have to go through basic training. You have to go through deployment. You have to go through the things in order for you to claim for you to be called a real soldier. We all as Christians, I am sure, that we all had a desert season in our lives. Some of us right now, you are in that desert season of your life right now. If you look all throughout the Bible, every single person that was called by God, they all went through the desert. Even Jesus himself was in the desert before he started his ministry. All of us, you and I, we are not exempt from this challenge, from this call. We have to be faithful in the desert. You may not be in the desert now, but you will find yourself in the desert in a season of your life. You will. You will. And when it happens, will you be faithful in the desert? You look through all through scriptures, Moses, Elijah, Jeremiah, David, Paul, Peter, and I said Jesus himself. They were all in the desert. They all went through the desert and they came out strong. 
this desert season in our lives. Let me explain to you what this season is. This desert season is a humbling time. It is a correcting time. It is a time to challenge you. It's a challenging time. It's a time of testing. It's a time of confusion. There's no maps or GPS other than the scripture, other than the faith that you have before God. And in that desert, you need to look to God. You need to know, know the word. You need to have the word in your heart. You need to have faith. You need to continue running that race, even when you find yourself in the desert. But I'll tell you one thing, that it is the most needed time and you need to go through this desert season of your life because it is a time to ready you to prepare you for something and that someone God who is giving you these trials and these deserts at the end of the day it's okay why because it's God himself because God is good he is kind he is patient he knows you. He knows what's good for you. He knows what's bad for you. Which relationship is good for you. What relationship is bad for you. What things are good for you. What habits are good for you. What habits are not. He knows everything. He knows everything within you to throw at you the, tr the right trials and the right testing. Again, it's not temptation. For God cannot tempt. For God does not tempt. For the devil tempts. But God will give you challenges, trials, and tests. Why? So that your faith can be stronger than ever before. Let's take a look at Moses. Moses, he grew up in the Pharaoh's court. There was a call to kill the babies. Moses somehow gets chosen by God to be saved. They put him by the river. Is later found by the Pharaoh's daughter. By the call and the touch of God, Moses was protected. He grew up in the Pharaoh's court. Schooled in leadership, learning the laws of Egypt. However, not long after that, Moses, he is found with manslaughter because he was standing up for someone of his own origin, of his, of his person, of the same culture, of his same family, from the same people that he came from. And he finds himself running away to the desert. And Moses had to be in the desert. And that was what God had ordained. And God called him to go into the desert. For in this desert, Moses, it was a time of testing. It was a time of trial. It was a time of discovery of who he really was and would eventually become. And in this desert, Moses learned what? He learned shepherding. He learned how to shepherd. Meaning he was, God was teaching Moses how to care for his people. And eventually Moses, he became a man of both culture. Both culture. Without his time in the Pharaoh's court and without him, without, without his time in the desert, Moses would not be who he was. He became who he was because God had ordained Moses to be in the desert. Let's take a look at Joseph. Joseph became a slave. The favorite son of his sons, eventually his brother sold him into slavery and he, he was a slave and he became the second most powerful person in the world. That's what happened at the end of his story. But let's go back a little bit and reflect on Joseph's story. 
If God answered Joseph's prayer while, while Joseph was still in prison, I'm pretty sure Joseph was saying, God, get me out of this desert, God. Get me out of this prison. You know that I'm innocent. Why am I here in this season of my life? I have been wrongly accused. I'm here. God, I don't understand. But I will be faithful and I will follow you. And he's prayed, God, please get me out. I'm pretty sure that's what you and I would do if we were in his situation. Then God's plan, if God had taken Joseph out, and if God said, okay, Joseph, I'll take you out. If God had answered Joseph's prayer while Joseph was still in prison, God, please get me out. God's plan for his life would have been premature. It would have been too soon. And we see in the story of Joseph that God had to wait. Joseph had to wait. God called Joseph to wait for that perfect timing for God to have used Joseph and had taken him out of prison. That is why Joseph, at the end of his life, Joseph was able to say to his brothers who sold him into slavery in the end, he says in Genesis 50 verse 20, he says, what you intended for evil, God intended for good to accomplish what is now being done the saving of many lives the saving of many lives in this desert many will call it quits don't be a fool don't be that person the one that call it quits do not quit for the desert is not over the Israelites they had witnessed the miracle they built other idols, they were, and, they, and eventually they called it quits. God had to kill some of them to teach lessons. But at the end, they did not make it to the promised land. They did not make it to the land of Canaan, the promised land. For they were not faithful, and they called it quits. Let's look at our final character, Elijah. We talked a little bit this past Sunday one of my favorite characters, one of my favorite stories in the Bible. And in 1 Kings chapter 19, it says this, that Elijah, he flees to Horeb. And in verse 1, it says this, Now Ahab, who was king at that time, had a wife named Jezebel, told Jezebel, his wife, everything Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. So Jezebel sent the messenger to Elijah to say, May the gods deal with me, be it ever so severely. By this time tomorrow, I do not make your life like that of one of them. In response, in verse 3, Elijah was afraid and ran for his life. When he came to Beersheba in Judah, this path was not easy. And it was a journey where Elijah would be tested. It's like, the, 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 it's like the scene from Simba, the Lion King, where Simba's just running, running away. This isn't a, a journey where we, he prepared things and he packed things and it was a journey where he's gonna go have a camp, he's gonna go camping. But this was legit out of fear and he left because he was afraid for his life. I Meaning he was willing to quit. He was ready to quit the ministry. He was willing to quit whatever the call that God had for him. He went through the mountains, the hills, the thistles, Elijah decided to call it quits and run away. 
for he did not plan this, but he did it out of fear from Jezebel. And he was afraid and he ran away for his life. This is a man that was one of the most powerful prophets in history. I want you to think about that for a moment. In the previous chapter, in chapter 18, 1 Kings chapter 18, Elijah has a duel against 450 prophets of Baal and 400 prophets of Asherah. And he challenges them to a duel, one against 850. And he destroys every single one of them. What happened to that powerful Elijah who stood up for righteousness? What happened to him? Let's go ahead and read the story. He said, he left his servant there, verse 4, while he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness, 24 hours. He came to a broom bush, sat down under and prayed that he might die. And he said, I have had enough, Lord. He said, take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the bush and he fell asleep. All at once an angel touched him and said, get up and eat. He looked around and there by his head was some bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water. He ate and drank and then lay down again. So God, instead of scolding Elijah, gives his faithful servant, Elijah, he gives him rest. He puts him to sleep. And he, not only does he give him rest, but it says he gives Elijah food to be strengthened again. Verse 7. Then the angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and said, Get up and eat, for the journey is too much for you. Not only does he give him one meal, but he gives him two meals. So he got up and ate and drank. Strengthened by that food, he traveled 40 days and 40 nights. Do you remember how many days that Jesus was tempted? In the desert? Tested in the desert? 40 days and 40 nights. The number 40, 40 years. It's a number of desert, number of testing, until he reached Horeb, the mountain of God. There he went there into a cave and spent the night. And the word of the Lord came to him. What are you doing here, Elijah? He replied, I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, tore down your altars, and put your prophets to death with the sword. I am the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me too. What Elijah was saying was, God, I've been faithful, but I feel alone. I feel I am in this fight alone. They have killed all my friends. All my friends have left me, and I feel alone in this fight. He's saying, God, I want to die. I've had enough. Take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. Whenever you feel like you want to quit, remember the words of Jesus Christ. That come to me, all you are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You have to remember that yoke is something that you are chained to the other animal instead of one animal doing the work but you are now yoke it's a chain jesus christ is right there with you his yoke he's doing all the work for you and that's what it means when it says come to me all you are weary and burdened and i will give you rest 
Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. And that's what happens with Elijah here. The Lord said, go out, in verse 11, and stand on the mountain in the presence of God, in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart, shattered the rocks before the Lord, and the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire, and after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. What does this passage, 1 Kings 19, teach us? It teaches us to be faithful. For Jesus desires to take you out of the desert. Jesus desires to take you out of the desert. For you will come out of the desert victoriously. Do not let the desert be your final end. Do not let this year, 2019, be the final. Remember that the season of desert is not forever. God did not intend for you to be in the desert forever. God did not intend for us to forever be in the hospital. Joseph was not meant to stay in prison forever. Moses was not meant to stay in the desert forever. Peter, after Jesus was crucified, after he rejected him, he was in the biggest desert of his life. The scripture tells us that he said, I am going out to fish, meaning in the past he was a fisherman. But he forgot in the words in the beginning in Matthew 4 when Jesus called him when he said, you will be fishers of men. Come and follow me. Follow me. You will, I will make you fishers of men. But Peter, because of guilt and shame that he had, he said, I'm going out to fish. I'm going to go back to my old life. And the scripture tells us that they, they went out fishing and they caught nothing. Peter felt hopeless and went back to his old life. Peter went, he wanted to go back to his former life to be a fisherman. But he had forgotten the words of Jesus. He had forgotten his identity. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Peter was in the desert, lost, scared, shamed, guilty. And he wanted to stay there because he felt like he wasn't worthy enough. He felt he deserved to be where he was. And that's what the devil wants from you right now. He wants you to stay in the desert. He wants you to think that you are not good enough and that it's time to call it quits. Stay broken. Stay where you are. You are not worth renovating. You will never find worth again. But here's the good news. Jesus desires to take you out of the desert. Why? Because he loves you. If you could close your eyes with me right now. I want you to whisper in your heart and say, Jesus loves me. He loves you. Don't worry about anything else. Who's sitting next to you? between you and God and I want you to know this truth this truth the good news is that God desires to take you out of this desert and he will take you out of the desert but it will be in his timing not in yours you can pray all you want you can ask all you want but it is a necessary season it is a necessary place for you to be in the desert 
Why? Because He loves you. Because He loves you. Know this truth right now that you have a Father in heaven that knows you. Everything that you are going through right now is for His purpose and is according to His timing. He hasn't brought you this far for you to fall, for you to fall short. He will give you everything that you need for you to be overcomers, to be victorious in this fight, in this journey. Many are not standing with you. Maybe even in your own home, in your own family right now, you feel like you're the only one. God, I'm, I feel like I'm the only one right now who has, who has true faith and is that, that's truly interested in the things of the Lord. God, when I was listening to the story of Elijah, God, that's me right there. I have had enough, Lord. I want to call it quits. His answer was, I have been very faithful for you, God. But my people, my friends, the people around me, they have rejected your covenant, your promises. They have torn down your altars and put your prophets to death and with the sword. And I am the only one left. I am the only one left. And now they're trying to kill me too. But this is not the end. This is not the end. As it was not the end for Moses, as this was not the end for Joseph, as this was not the end for Paul, as this was not the end for Jeremiah, as this was not the end for David, for Peter, for Elijah, for Moses, for every single amazing individual in the scripture. The desert is not your end. You will not die in the desert. You will come out of the desert after 40 days and 40 nights, after 40 years. That number 40 obviously being symbolic. And you will come out stronger than ever before. Know the truth. Know the truth. God desires to take you out of the desert. To keep you in the desert. Why? Because He loves you. Because He loves you. their eyes closed two thousand nineteen has been a crazy journey I mean just having our one year anniversary as a church just with everything that has happened within our church within our members and the challenges that we all went through individually and as a church We've had some ups and downs, many downs, but we're still here today. I am still here lifting up my hands and worshiping Him. Devil, what you got? You got nothing on me. The one who is in me is greater and stronger than the one who is out in the world. What have you got? Is this it? If there is more, bring it. For God is with me. For God is with me. For God does not tempt me. He puts me through tests and trials to better me, to make me stronger, to be dependent on Him. That it is more of Him and less of me. 
Devil, your temptation has nothing on me. Yes, I might have fallen here and there, but here I am right back up doing it again. For he is with me. For his yoke is with me. You have nothing on me. You have nothing on this church. God, let us look to you right now, God, and be faithful to you, O Lord. Help us be faithful in this time, in this season, in this desert, in the place that we're here, where we are as a church. Guys, we have went over the vision of 2019. The word steadfast, O oh God, I pray that we'll be faithful, not just in our own personal lives, but as a church, that we will truly build our foundation that is strong, that is found in you, not like the, not, not like the rest of the world, O oh God where they find their identity and their foundation in the money that they have or in the reputation that they built for themselves or in the friendships or in the relationships or in their popularity or how many followers that they have on social media, oh God, or how strong they are physically. For my character and my reputation and who I am before you, oh God, will be marked by my faithfulness and consistency, God, before you, oh God. Even if I'm the only one left here alone worshiping you, I will lift up my hands and worship. Even in the midst of the storm, even when everyone else is sleeping in the boat, I will lift up my hands and worship you, O oh God, for you are good and you are faithful and you are patient. Father, you are good. You are good. whisper oh God Holy Spirit come challenge our hearts oh God speak to us oh Lord one touch from you oh Lord that's all it takes one touch heal me from all my pain from all the memories of the pain and the things God that we went through oh God help us wash us forgive us of our sins Transform our lives, oh God. Teach us your ways that may walk in your truth. Holy Spirit, guide us today. God desires right now the message here today that you are deeply rooted in his love in this desert season of your life. I'll say it again. God desires that you stay deeply rooted in his love during this desert season of your life. For this desert season is not forever. For you, it may feel like it's forever. The cave of Adullam, like David was, it may seem like it was the end. Before that, he... David was prophesied to be the king, the next king in Israel, but he's found himself as a fugitive running away. He's in a cave of Dunlum. For him, that was the end. There was no future after that. We as readers, we know the end and we see, but you forget the journey that they had to take, 
the journey that they took for them to be where they were, who, who they became later on. It's all about the journey. It's all about faithfulness. It's all about the now. In this desert season, God desires you to pour out His Spirit. God desires you to stay faithful. God desires to pour out Spirit of your life in victory. That is why we must finish 2019 strong. How do you finish strong? Let go. Let go. Feel me, let go. Don't dwell on your mistakes. Don't dwell on your shame. Don't dwell in your guilt, for that is not from God, that is from the devil. I'll say that again. Don't dwell on your mistakes. Don't dwell on your shame. Don't dwell on your guilt, for that is from the devil. In Christ, there's redemption. In Christ, there's restoration. In Christ, there's food and drink for you to feed you in the desert season so that you can have the strength to regain, to continue that fight, to continue that race. Once again, life is not over yet. This is not the end of your story. There's more in store for you. There's more in store for you. Each passing minute, each passing second is a chance given to us to turn it all around for God. Will you take this moment right now? Will you take this moment right now? In the new years, will you take this moment right now to turn your life all around in repentance? Don't follow your dreams. Follow the dream that God has for you. Even in death, Allow God to be glorified in your life. Glorify Him. Glorify Him in your present. Glorify Him in your future. Make that decision to follow Him no matter what. Remember that story. Stay on the right lane. Stay on that right lane. Even when there's no one near you, no one in front of you, no one behind you, stay on that path. Be faithful in that path, in the calling that God has called in your life. Don't let anyone else tell you to go this way or this way. Stay on the path and be faithful. Faithful to the Lord to the end until you reach the end, the destination. Be faithful. Be faithful. Keep moving forward. Fall forward. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. It's not over yet. Don't give up. Find hope in Christ. Find hope in Jesus Christ for he is yoked with you for he is yoked with you as we're now in the year 2020 right now I want us to give our first fruit to God of this year as an offering of obedience and brokenness and offer everything that you have for him give him your past give him your present Rely on him, for he will lead you in the future. He's leading you right now. Don't give up. It's not over yet. There's restoration. There's hope in Christ. This message is for me. This isn't a message where I'm just delivering to you. 
but it's a message that I am speaking to myself for I need it for I am hungry and thirsty for the Lord I pray this prayer I felt in that moment as Elijah not to that extent I'm sure for I cannot compare for these men are amazing men men of God that has done amazing things for God me my life I am nothing in comparison to the faith these amazing individuals have done but I've come close where God I've said Lord sometimes it's too difficult sometimes God I feel like I am alone in this fight the friends that I've grown up with the friends that we have made promises when we're younger to walk this faith together God where are they now where are they now Lord but just know that when you run to God in prayer and you cry out to him he will give you rest he will strengthen you for the journey don't quit your story is not over yet don't quit keep going follow him so again as we're in the year 2020 now let's take a moment to glorify God in our prayer let's lift up our offering our heart to God give him our heart and our desires our dreams the things that we want to accomplish for our own lives give it to the Lord give it to him live for him not for yourself live for God for the one who loves you and who gave himself for you there's no one no other love that you'll find that's greater than his agape unconditional love of God turn to him answer the question do you truly love me do you truly love me more than these Simon son of John do you truly love me may your answer be yes say yes Lord yes Lord I love you even in death I will love you I will follow you. Let's pray together. Father, we just pray, Holy Spirit, right now.